0: there comes a time for every writer or podcaster or, uh, you know, whoever to, to make a stand and make a statement, uh, maybe change some things. And, uh, I think that time for me is now. So, uh, I just like to, before we start the show, just to say, um, go USA. Here's the show.
1: Team field to Monday,
0: twenty-five yards out. Lovely ball for Taylor.
1: One side, one nil. Unbelievable. He ran around the pitch like Bambi on ice. He was very, very embarrassing to watch.
0: And now, your host, Matt Markstone. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast and newsletter dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. Available right here on southamptondelivery.com. My name is Matt Markson. I am the host of the show. And no matter where you are, no matter how you may be listening, whether this is your first time or you've been here before, thanks for making the show part of your day. I hope you enjoy it. And welcome to the first episode of July. And welcome to uh, a a wonderful time to be a Southampton fan. With Che Adams coming in, Danny Ings being made a permanent signing as a result of our uh, loan with obligation to buy from last year from Liverpool and the departure of Matt Target, which doesn't necessarily make it a good day, but it means that, that the team and the club are doing what is necessary to get things going in this transfer window. And it's nice to see us add some options up front. And now that makes uh, you know, two new signings, plus the addition of Ings. Uh, team may be a little bit top heavy, but we'll talk about All of that. And we still have just over a month left in the transfer window. Of course, the window closes this year uh, on the eve of the new season. Uh, So lots and lots of stuff to talk about. And joining me this week to talk about all of it is Jay from the Southampton page. Jay runs the Southampton page. The Southampton page is um, the official partner of the show. So it's always a pleasure to have Jay on. Uh, And it was just a good time to get together with him to talk about some of the things that are going on. I mean, the Southampton page, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, does a lot of, of stuff around news. They, they bring you news kind of each and every day. And uh, Jay took a couple of weeks off right at the end of the season. Uh, but since then, he has been on it in the team. And he uh, have been keeping me and I think everyone else who follows him up to date with all of the transfer uh, news, uh, some rumors and everything else um, in between. So uh, a pleasure to talk to him and a pleasure to be able to talk about uh, some positives going on at the club. So uh, from from people coming back for preseason, that, that also happened on Monday to uh, the new signings and, and everything else in between. Jay and I will talk about all of that. Um, so if you don't follow them at Southampton page, do that. Uh, but now let's get to my conversation with Jay. Uh, and thanks for listening again. I hope that you enjoy the show. Here we go. We'd like to welcome back to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, Jay from the Southampton page, the official partner page of the show. And uh, it it is the 1st of July. I have lied to the club on Twitter telling them we had done the show yesterday in hopes that they would announce some signings and some departures before we actually did it. And uh, they've done that. We're back. So Jay, um, how are you? And welcome back
1: yeah thanks for having me. It's good to be uh back on the show again. I say it's like I'm here every day every time i'm uh doing a podcast with you but yeah it's uh I say the first of July the transfers are obviously starting to come in and it's a sunny day so can't complain
0: yeah i mean and I, I, we were talking a little bit beforehand uh I, we both have you you have a little bit of hay fever I have a little bit of like allergies from uh from being out in in the yard but I mean, I don't think anyone, either of us, are, are going to worry about that right now because it's been uh, an exciting—it's been an exciting like you know hour since I've been awake. Um, woke up to news of of both Adams in and Target out, and uh, you know some backroom changes and everything else. So it's it's been an exciting day, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about it all. But before we do any of that, let's catch up with with you. You haven't been on since uh, the last match of the season against Huddersfield, and I think we're in a little bit better mood now, but. Um, anything new with, with you or the account or any new plans for the upcoming season? Cause basically now uh preseason is, is starting today. Uh, so we're all, you know, we're, we're basically heading towards the season now. So any, anything new for you, uh, coming up this season?
1: Um, well, we've just recently had a new profile picture done, which we'd like to thank the guys at DSB media for that. Um, they sorted out us a profile picture which obviously is now on our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Um, so yeah, as I said, I'd like to thank them guys for taking the time to sort that for me. And obviously we're looking at doing new changes to the page every day. Obviously we've still got the same team doing the work. Uh, but yeah, basically new profile picture and getting ready for a new season or hopefully more ups and downs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then- hopefully with the, with the signings we're making, um, uh, we, we have that. And then we'll have to talk about, uh, some of the impacts of that and, and what, maybe what it means, um, going forward. But, uh, this past weekend we also had, uh, you know, saints fest has also been a thing. And, um, unfortunately either it's going to come home or you, they're going to go home. Um, the USA plays England tomorrow in the semifinal of the women's world cup. So it'll be today by the time you hear this, but, uh, We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that simply because it's, um, I don't know, it's it's a little bit of a, it's kind of a big deal. So uh, I will be basically full kit US uh, tomorrow and I don't care. Uh, so until then, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Saints because that's really what this is all about. So uh, once again, if people haven't followed you yet, um, you hit they hear me say it every week. It's at Southampton page. Uh, they, can, they can do that. It'll be uh, nice and easy. The links are in the show notes as always. But um, I guess let's talk with uh, let's start with with the big news, uh, and that is Danny Ings is officially a saint.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was a, that was officially.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Well, well, let's let's actually start with uh, with Adams. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just trying to just just trying to do that. Um, uh, you
1: got so, me on that. I tell you, you're
0: good. <laughs> well, uh, the people won't see people won't see your face, your facial reaction to that. But you are very much ready to say Adams is here. Uh, but anyway, Thank so. <laughs> Anyway, so, so, I mean, Che Adams signs from Birmingham. We all kind of knew it was coming. Uh, the reports had been kind of going around Twitter. And, and um, I know you, I think, are are better at discerning kind of what's true and what's not than than a lot of people on. A lot of people just like any rumor, they're just going to go with it. There's a guy on Twitter currently trying to take credit for, for every transfer rumor out there. But um, who cares about him? But, like, you know this, this isn't necessarily a surprise. It was just, you know, the team was seeming to, to kind of play around with, with it was basically one or 2 million pounds or whatever it is. But um, I mean, Adam's coming in now for Birmingham. Uh, what is that? What what does he bring to the, to the team for you? And, and do you think this is a, I guess, how excited are you about the signing? Cause I think we've already established that we're we're both pretty, pretty, we both feel good about it, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty excited about the transfer move. Obviously I wasn't sure if it was gonna happen as Birmingham seemed to be holding out for more than what was on the plate. Obviously we uh ended up agreeing a fee for around fifteen million. Uh there, there was some reports that they wanted twenty, but then I read a report from We Are Birmingham who stated, which I obviously didn't know, that Che had an agreement with his with his agent and the club, that he could leave this summer. So it was always going to happen. It was just a a case of when. So I think Birmingham, in the end, decided that was a good enough offer and the deal happened. But I think the goals that we've been lacking, uh, I'm sure with now the signing of Junaid Pro and obviously the Ings signing completed this summer, I think we're going to be looking quite good up front. Obviously Redmond as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, we have revamped our attack and that was definitely something that we needed to address. If you look at kind of how we played down the down the stretch last season, you look at um kind of the 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 I don't know, the lack of depth up front. Uh you know, obviously Shane Long had had a, had a decent second half of the season or a decent little run there where he scored uh, several goals kind of in succession. Um but but relying on Danny Ings uh, to play 90 minutes, that's that's tough. Um, we needed to add somebody up front who could who could you know uh, help Redmond out, who could take pressure off of Redmond. And now I think we've added two other players that teams are going to have to focus on. So I think it makes our attack uh, much more dynamic. I am a little bit worried about who's going to, about what this means for 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 guys like Redmond in terms of where he's going to play in the formation. Is are they going to play him on the right? Are they going to play uh, you know are, are they going to play him up top with Adams? And does that mean Ings is is suddenly um, you know, without a starting spot, or or how is that all going to work? But we'll have to kind of kind of wait and see.
1: Yeah, and, and it's interesting to see what's going to happen with Austin and Opafemi. There's been reports that Austin has been linked with Sheffield United, Fulham, West Brom, Aston Villa. So I think so it will happen with him. I know he returned to preseason training this morning, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was. Gone by the end of this month, and Obafemi, I'm not sure what's going to happen with him really because he, I thought might get a chance this season, but with this signings of Adams, I'm not sure if that puts his development back. So we could look at Obafemi going on loan possibly. I don't know what you think on that one.
0: I think it'll be interesting because I, I think uh, you know Rob was a little bit critical of Obafemi last year about his his kind of body type and his physical shape. Um, he he's got a lot of energy. He's got he's got pace. And he is young and can develop, but it's it's the injuries are going to be a, a problem for him if he can't. I mean, if he can't play, if he can't play, give it. I guess the, the put the minutes in on the pitch and run that hard for that long. I don't know if it's gonna if it's gonna work out. And obviously, Adams is young. I mean, he's 20, 22, right? Um, but he scored a ton of goals last last season in the championship, and I think I think people are going to be expecting him to come in and start. And it'll be interesting to see how we how we adjust to the uh to, to the the pace of the premier league and and just the difference in 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 playing uh you know in the championship to the premier league and i know the the championship is physical uh it's a it's a much faster paced game i think than than a lot of people give it credit for um and I know that there are a lot of people here in the states even who who appreciate and watch the championship um One thing I noticed you posted. A video of all of his goals from last season uh right that you did that on uh, i think all three platforms
1: yeah i placed it on facebook i was a bit worried about twitter because obviously um, we've had a report well a video where this deal i think it's dmcla was saying about if we posted one more video on twitter our account could be suspended so we've decided to stop posting videos there on facebook i'm not too worried about so i risked it yesterday and put it on facebook so hopefully they don't get me on that otherwise that might disappear
0: as well well yeah so so that i mean that video on on facebook i i sat and watched it and um i don't know like i i would say a couple of things jumped out to me one the part of it was because there was no announcing or very few announcers in the in the video so you could just hear the crowd the crowds look different like the crowds um they sound different and i don't know once again if it's just because there's the absence of the announcer so it's focused on the crowd but the crowd i mean looks like they are going nuts at every goal um and and i i hope that saints can bring a little bit of that energy you know to 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 the matches sometimes because i think our way fans are always great the home fans have been um, not not impressed with what's been happening on the pitch, and I, I just hope that uh, Adam's move, making the step from the championship up to the Premier League. Hopefully, you know, he is he is uh, kind of awestruck by by the support he is given right away. Uh, does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Like I said, and that's the thing, you made a point about it, obviously, when you watch the video, everyone sees the championship goals and says, well, can he do that in the Premier League? But I think he's got the I think he's at the right stage of his career to do the step up, and he's Got the right manager and Ralph to make that level. Because obviously when you walk into the Premier League, it's a totally different ball game. It's very competitive. There's more harder games, obviously, for the players. So I think he's going to come into the league and... I don't know if it's the right way to put it, but he could be the next Jamie Vardy. Because a lot of people have said that he's similar to him with the journey he's taken from... Non league to the Premier League, so let's see if he can step up to the plate and crack on from there
0: yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because another thing uh, a couple of things that I noticed is one I don't think he scored any goals with his head. I think they were all on the ground um and maybe maybe I missed one or two, but I didn't notice uh there wasn't like a strong kind of um aerial presence at least and maybe that's just the way birmingham plays there there wasn't a lot of, of that that may be looking for him that way um he liked he seemed to like the ball in at his feet. Um early on in the season, uh when he was scoring some of those goals, they weren't the cleanest of strikes. The balls were kind of kind of bumbling into the in, in into the net and things like that. Um but I think later on you can see him develop over the season where some of the strikes that he he had uh right, especially right around Christmas, uh, and then later on were, were impressive. And um, you know, I think you look at at the the player we're getting and the age that he is at. And I think you can't really be anything but excited. I don't want to put too much pressure on him and say, oh, he's got to come in and score, you know, 12 or 15 goals this season because I'm not sure that's that's fair to him. Um, but I think to, for him to come in and to play a, a, a pretty significant role uh, as a as a young player in, the, in a Premier League side, I think he's going to be great. And I think he's going to complement uh, Redmond and, and Ginepo, uh very, very well. And I think if Ings can stay fit and we have kind of those, those four attackers in from, you know, if 60 minutes of a match together, I think, I think we're going to cause people some trouble. So I am, uh, I'm thoroughly excited by, by the signing in last season. Uh, for those that don't know, I think everybody does by now that 22 goals, five assists. Um, he's basically a center forward. Uh, and, and I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm thoroughly excited about, about seeing him come into the team. And, uh, I just hope that, uh, yeah, I hope I hope that he he makes the kind of development and makes the jump that that uh, I, I guess Ralph has been able to do with with other players of uh, of his age and, and type over the course of his career.
1: Thing is, that's another good comment, and I think I was just going to add something of my own. I think with Adams, we've got to be careful and not to put much pressure on him because I think if you see uh, Redmond got a lot of pressure when he first joined, and he had a bit of a Obviously, as we know it was last season, before this season, he was struggling. So Adams may, and I hope not, I'm hoping he'll hit the ground running. But once he comes in, people need to have patience. And I think under Ralph, with like with Redmond, Adams can reach his potential. And you never know, obviously this is talking way in the future, but Adams could make the England squad because we've already seen that Prowsey and Redmond have been called up under Ralph. So why not? a good season for Che and he could be looking at England as well. So everyone just needs to be patient with Adams and not get on his back too quickly. Otherwise we could have the same Redmond situation of a lack of confidence. I I think their situations do compare in ways.
0: There are those people on the Saints FC hashtag that uh, tend not to like young black football players. Um, So we'll hopefully that, you know, and I don't often address that on the show, but hopefully the, those people keep their mouths shut and, and let the guy play football and support him when he's on the pitch. So I think that'll be, that'll be good. And then uh, I just done the conversion because of course I'm American. So I need it in feet. Um, he's not a big guy. Uh, che Adams, five, nine. And so it's, you know, he's not, he, that, that explains the lack of headed goals. Um, so hopefully we'll keep the ball on the ground and play some nice football. and That'll be good.
1: Yeah. I think unfortunately we're not going to be getting a Peter Crouch type of player. So I think it'd be a bit like Kings likes the ball with his feet and, as you've seen by some of his goals, he likes to, once he gets onto it, he likes to stick it in the back of the net. So hopefully we'll see more of that this season.
0: And, and some of the shots he took quite early and from maybe uh, a little bit further out than you would expect. And I think that's going to be good because I think we've had guys that have been too, I don't know, like too timid in front of goal. And I think that if you have a guy who who is willing to take a shot, um, force the goalkeeper to make a save, um, or get it off the post or whatever. It causes confusion, and then that's when you just have to have those guys that are attacking the rebound and, and, and going in for it. And I think that's that's going to be great for for us. And um, you know, I, I, you look at the way Liverpool at, at times press the ball high, uh, get shots away, and that creates. It creates confusion amongst the back line. And once, once you have that confusion, you you are in the driver's seat, driver's seat um, because it just takes a touch or so and the ball's in the back of the net. So hopefully uh, we, we, we can do some of that stuff um, as well. But um, let, let's move on a little bit from, from that. Um, we joked earlier that Ings is now a permanent signing. Um, I think that is important. Uh, I think a lot of people, I mean, some people this morning are, are, are questioning uh, the fee and how much we paid for him, and, and the truth is, we agreed to it last year. This is a formality. He's ours. Um, we we knew what we were getting into. And, and granted, he was made uh, under a previous regime, right? Like the you know Mark Hughes uh, was the manager at the time. He came in on deadline day. Uh, the the backroom staff that made the signing. This is still Les Reed is in charge at this point. Um, so I, I, it, it's a much different kind of prospect now. And you wonder, can he fit and play in the system? Because he didn't fit in Klopp's system, really. Uh, He didn't feature much for Klopp. He was injured a lot. Um, And now, you know, is he going to be able to do it in Ralph? So I think that that is a question mark. And I really hope that uh, he is fine. He looked, um, you know, he was out here in L.A. uh, just just recently um, training and, and looking like he was getting um fit and strong and and Redmond was also out here and and it's it's been uh, he, from from the videos that that are out there of course that they they are kind of PR stuff but like they he looked really really good he looked like he was fit he looked like he was enjoying himself he looked like he's ready to go back and and get after it and and I really hope that th- that's the case
1: yeah I, that's one thing I've noticed on Instagram that Danny has been really really been making a point of training a lot he just done I think he's doing an Instagram series about uh, I'm trying to remember the name that he was doing a pre, pre-season season where he's been showing his, he's been doing exercises he's been doing training I think he was, he's been linking up with a fitness coach so that shows me he's really determined this season to make a mark because last season I mean as I, I said it on the Huddersfield podcast review he didn't score since December so I'm sure he'll really want to start the season get some goals going and have, have a good season because obviously with the competition that he's now got it all should spur him on. So like I said, but he looked good in the summer. He hasn't been one of them because most players, they say just sit there and do not do nothing, but don't make an effort. But oh, I think he's really put in that hundred percent effort. And I think that will show this season. I'd like to think.
0: Yeah. I think, he, I think that the, the addition of Che Adams means that there's now competition in the squad, right? There's competition for that spot. And because I think it was pretty clear that Danny Ings was going to start up front um, if he was fit. And now, I think that the and not because I, I think we will wind up with, uh, you know, seeing a couple of, of guys up front leave. Um, and by a couple, I think I just mean Charlie Austin. Um, but I, I think the, the number of people might not change because I think the, the squad actually needs to be cut down a little bit. But I think the quality uh of what of what Chad brings to the team and, and where he's at in his career versus where Austin is, um, I think that'll that'll mean that that has got to to push it a little bit and hopefully, uh, hopefully his body just doesn't betray him. Cause that's been his biggest, pardon me. That's been his biggest kind of, uh, I don't know, concern over, over, over all, much of his career is just, is just, uh, simply, uh, staying fit. But, um, yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm excited about, about him being there. Um, uh, I think he is, uh, he came in last season and I think he was, you could see from, from very early on, he was one of the best players on the pitch when he's playing. Um, and uh, hopefully now uh, he just continues to, to kind of move on and, and develop. And uh, hopefully we, we, we see some, some joy from him this, this, this season. Um, I guess uh, the, the next thing to to discuss though, is, is we have, we've had some movement out and that's uh, Matt target has, has left the club after, what seems like a lifetime of of service at at Saints, and it's uh, I don't know. What are your initial thoughts on 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 Target moving to Aston Villa?
1: It's well, it's it's a sad day for the the sense of he obviously is one of our academy players. Um, so yeah, so him leaving makes people a bit upset, but I think it's the right move for him. He's at the age now where he's been trying to get into the first team. He's been fighting with. Ryan, and because of he he was linked with a move actually, because the Daily Echo did a post about Bertrand and the Target saying the club were happy to let one one go. So I would guess that now means Bertrand will be staying. Um, but no, I think Matt reached that because I was listening to his interview with Aston Villa today, and it seemed he was not given the guarantees he was going to get the playing time this season. So it seemed this was the right time for him to move on. And Aston Villa, a newly promoted club. And I think the pressure is less high on him there. So that will help him going forward, I think.
0: Well, and I think Aston Villa, I think he's their fifth signing of the summer. They are, they are definitely making, uh, you know, some, some moves to, to try to improve their team over, over what they brought up from the championship. And, I don't think you can blame him, you know, kind of like you said, it's it, the, the, maybe the pressure won't be there, but the, the playing time and is what kind of, he deserves. I think he's done everything that you can do at a, at saints to, he's done everything the club has asked. He is, he's played under 23 ball. He has played in cup competitions. He's gone out on loan and had two really good spells and had teams come after him already. Um, he stepped in for Bertrand last year when Bertrand was out injured, he played well, um, not everybody likes him. Not everybody thinks he's, he, he's got what it takes. I honestly, I, I said on an earlier podcast, if, if I had to pick one of them to sell, is Bertram better right now? Yes. Um, but does Matt target possess, I think what it takes to, to play Premier League football. I also think, yes. And I think I would have taken, I would have taken Bertram leaving. Um, I would have been a little bit upset about it cause I like him, but I think Matt target would have been, would have been fine over this year and, and next year. The only thing I would have said that maybe is a little bit concerning is that means you have two really young fullbacks playing. You think of Valerie on the right and target on the left. That is not a lot of experience and, and on a back line where uh, we are struggling for some leadership. I think that that could have been an issue, but um, overall for target to move out and, and and maybe he doesn't have the pace to kind of fit in the system and play wingback, but for him to move out and go get essentially premier league football uh, I think it's going to be good for him. And I think it's uh, an, an, another testament to the Southampton Academy that they, they have produced another really, you know, really quality player who's going to go. Uh, I think he left the right way. Nobody's going to be mad at him for leaving. Uh, overall, I think this is going to be good for him and for for the team uh, in, in general. But now, uh, you know, uh, the, the question, I guess, becomes uh, who who is behind Bertrand now. We'll talk about that in just, just a little bit. But um, any other kind of... Uh, and I don't know, not worry, but any other kind of conversation around around target leaving. You think the the fee was good? I mean, I mean, you look at the fee. It it, it is reported somewhere between fourteen and seventeen million pounds. Um, the, there's the potential there that we sold Target, um, or who is essentially our backup left back, for more than we bought you uh, you know, you know Adams for, which I think. For once, we can say that's a really good bit of business from from the team where we seem to have missed in a couple of windows previously.
1: Yeah, and that's another good point. Considering when the negotiations were first talked about, Aston Villa only wanted to offer eight million, so for, for us to get from eight million to, so I mean seventeen million, I think is, is the maximum that. It, it reaches with add-ons, but to get to that sort of level from 8 million is a testament to the club. And obviously the new board members that have come in have set their store on what they want this summer. And I think that shows with the Adams deal, as you say, with the price um, target. Uh, and of course, obviously there's other players linked with exits. So I think it's, it's a good thing. It's a new era for the board, I think. And they've made this, a, they've made the right steps
0: going forward well and and i think it's important because we you know we have talked about net spend and things like that and we've looked at how much we've we've sold players for and what we've invested in the squad and and you look at the comments from Gao earlier this summer and uh, or towards the end of the season about about uh you know how the team is is not a pig that needs to be fattened or or whatever he exactly he said it, it's kind of all laid out there that we're not going to just pump a bunch of money into the club and, and buy a bunch of players in the transfer market, we're going to have to to sell players on. And I think we all want certain players to go, you know, I think, I don't think very many saints fans are going to complain of if, if guys like Wesley hoop move, uh, if Austin moves um, things like that. But I, I think the truth is we're going to have to sell some players who are actually good. Um, and if we want to make money in the transfer window and therefore be able to spend that money and, it's it it's going to be kind of a, a, a different thing for for us to to go to go through that but um i don't know i i am i am really impressed with with the kind of the revamp of the uh i guess of the strategy and of the the willingness to to make moves and and the, like this seems like a good move for for target and for us actually uh if you look at it in that respect but um i don't know i i i'm i'm I I'm super excited about what we're doing right now and, and I can only hope that, that it that it that it works out in the long run.
1: Yeah, and of course, as you say, there's players which I think will start revamping sorry, will start ramping up now will be the players that we need to get rid of. there's still a lot of players that Saints need to get rid of and hopefully the funds from that will hopefully get our centre back that we've been asking out for. That's the next important sign of me, the centre back, because now our forward line's looking good. Our defence is the worry. We need that kind of leader in the back. So I'm hoping with this next bit of funding we get, we can get that center back or maybe two center backs, depending on how many you think we need.
0: Yeah. Well, that was going to be my, my next question is, is the team now appears a little bit top heavy, you know, all of the, which, which we definitely needed. We definitely needed to improve the attack a little bit because, um, when not scoring goals is not, is it, not going to work. You, you, you can't, you can't draw a bunch of games nil nil and, and hope to to do very well. Um, and I, I also think that if we are losing games three, two, uh, versus losing games one nil, I think people will still be excited. You know, if we're scoring two or three goals a game, I think people are going to be a little bit more lenient and at least though, you know, at least we're entertained, right? That'll be, that'll be part of it. And that'll last for a little while. Um, but yeah, I think now the, the, the back line needs to be, to be strengthened a little bit. And I think Bednarak, uh, you know, I hope Bednarak will, will retain a spot. But I think we need somebody next to him, and I think Vestergaard can do it. Um, but it's going to require a lot of of work on his part. Um, and I don't know. It, it's. I guess I'm not I'm not overly confident with with the options we have uh, at center back. As much as I want to be supportive of the guys we have and recognize the job that guys like Ishida have done, um, I think that that there's a lot uh, to 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 be desired there uh, in terms of leadership on the back line. So we'll have to see. Um, kind of who who's out there and and the links around center backs, I think have kind of dried up a little bit. They've been, uh, they haven't really seemed to fit the, uh, the mold so far. So I'm not, I'm not convinced that we have anybody um, maybe one particular person in, 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 in line to come in or if, the, if that deal's close, but uh, I'm sure people will start uh, speculating on that now that the, the front line seems to be taken care of.
1: Yeah. And um- of course, with our defence, as we know, I think you read the stat out on the last, on, on with me, the winning positions last year, how many winning positions we were in and we ended up losing most of them was due to defensive mistakes. That's why it's crucial for me that we make signings. If we keep the same defence, I think we we'll still have the same problems. I'm not saying we need to change the whole defence, but I think we just need that one, like, as you said, we missed the leader in the back, we need someone that's a leader. Kind of, oh, there haven't been many links in the media for a sort of leader. There's been like little bits, like I think a, a young Danish, I can't remember his name hand but a Danish centre back was linked with us a few weeks back. So, I definitely think the centre back is important for us now, and we need to make sure that we change our stacks. We don't want to be being one nil up and then losing 2-1 as that happened a lot. So we need that to be fixed this summer as well. That's my next thing that needs to be fixed to look good for the season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the kind of other thing that happens today, obviously, we're talking on Monday. Uh, it's almost 3 p.m. your time. So we're, we've left it late in hopes that the, uh, the the team would announce some things, and they did. Um, and you know, the guys are back for, for preseason today. And I think... W- You know, people will read into a lot of a lot of what what happens there, and they were hoping not to see certain players there. But um, Austin was in the picture. Uh, Gallagher was in the picture. Um, Those guys have been linked with moves away. Uh, we touched on Austin a little bit, but uh, do you think that he will be on his way out, or do you think he will he will make the he will start the season still in a saints in a saints shirt?
1: I must admit, uh, when I saw Austin, I was a bit surprised, but of, of course he's still in uh, contracted to the club, so I, I was a bit. I uh, say so I'd like to see him leave this this window, and, and I don't really see how he can continue because the way I look at it, you've got Adams Ings. Long Redmond, who can play out front, obviously, and obviously one of them will drop to the bench, where Ad, where Austin Sorry has been on the bench. So I can't see Austin making the bench. And then there's Gallagher, who I think will depart as well. So yeah, I think Austin's time it probably be a bit like Adams. He started training with Birmingham, and obviously departed. So I think Adam Austin will come back early, and then I reckon. As we get to the middle of the month, I think he'll be at a new club. I don't know which one, but not hopefully not this one.
0: It, it would, it would, he would definitely be kind of. I, I guess that's the, that's the logical place to cut from, right? If if since we've made the the signings up top, his, his a target was chasing was chasing uh, first team football, and if if Austin has any sort of the same motivations, he'll he'll be looking to to move. But um, I think the only thing Charlie is chasing right now is horses. Um, and maybe, uh, a few trolls on Twitter, uh, which is great. So, um, Gallagher though, he, he seems to be kind of in, in the same position as, as, as target was where, uh, he's got to look at the team as well and say like his options are, are not as great, uh, to the, the prospect of him starting, uh, games for us is almost non-existent him coming in and playing a few minutes here or there. I don't even know right now if he could get on the, on the bench for, for the team and so I think it'll be kind of interesting to see what what he decides to do, or if he pushes for a move, or uh, comes to an agreement. And, and he'll probably, uh, almost surely, have to take a step down. Um, going to the championship, I would say, would be would be fine for him. Um, I, that's probably where he he kind of belongs. But um, I don't. I wouldn't say I'm excited to see him leave. But do you think that 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 he'll be gone as well?
1: Yeah, I think he needs to leave for the right of his career. He's He's been one of them that everyone keeps believing he was going to be the next Ricky Lambert. This that was this. This is talking years back that he could be the new Ricky Lambert. Obviously, Adam signing puts his future in further doubt because I can't even put Austin on the bench at the moment, so he's not even going to get anywhere near the bench. So he and but Sky Sports did report yesterday that Blackburn are in talks over a possible deal for. Five million, which I think 5 million for Gallagher for us is a great deal so I think he needs to if as you said with Austin if he's got that motivation to play football unfortunately he needs to look away from Southampton and look at a further level and and his wages he needs to significantly drop there you go I got the word out (laughs) drop as they're quite high and the clubs he's looking at won't be able to offer the same amount of weekends we're on Premier League wages. So yeah, I think for the right for it on his career, he needs to make the move this summer.
0: Well, and then that's, that's part of the the deal that we are running into is a lot of the, the wages that these guys are on. uh, If you look at some of the deals that Les Reed brought in and made towards the end of his tenure at saints, they are, they are causing us trouble now because if I'm Gallagher, you know, I, I, I can, I can live very comfortably in a place that I, you know, am familiar with. I can make, uh a lot of money and train and and be fit and be a really good looking dude with my shirt off um and and enjoy that and enjoy my life and 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 make a ton of football or make a ton of money and not play football or um I can take a significant cut have to go you know maybe travel on a bus and some play in some places that are not as great and uh you know work work maybe a little bit harder, but I get to play and so it's just kind of a lot of it's up to the the, the guys themselves to to decide um you know what they're what they're going to be willing to do. So um you look at target you think you, you look at he's made the he's made the move. Um you wonder yeah I have questions about Austin's uh you know desire to go do that and maybe that's unfair of me to to question him at this point but um you know based on uh, on just some of the things that he's said online and things like that and that maybe maybe it's maybe it's time for him to go and and Gallagher you you would hope that he's young enough to to still have that desire to to want to go do that. So uh, we will, we will have to kind of wait and see, but I think those are at least Austin probably would be the one that I would, I would assume would be on his way out. Um, and there have to be moves elsewhere in the squad for, for guys like, you know, you said that the, the Jordy classy stuff has gone, uh, seemingly quiet. Um, I'm trying to, to, to think in my head over, over the past week of, of what's really been said, but there hasn't been, most of the focus has been on Che Adams coming in, uh, and, and target going out rather than much of anything else happening.
1: Yeah. Classy, is in a bit of a catch twenty two at the moment. I think he wants to go back to Holland. However, his contract's still here, so I think as we haven't seen the photos for who's come back for pre season, I don't know if he's come back today. It's qu- it's quite complicated actually when you think about who's come back today. Who are, I know a few are still on holiday. I think Cedric hasn't come back because his loans ended, but I think he done international duty, so he's still on a on a break. Carrillo, who's been linked with a uh, a move away, still in Madrid at the moment. So I think he's even been told to stay away, or his future's nearly sold. So there's a lot of questions on who's who's come back and who hasn't. But that's why I'm hoping if someone can put out a gallery later of who's come back for preseason, we'll, we'll get a clearer picture, kind of thing.
0: I am excited about t- guys coming back because finally we'll have some new images to 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 look at and, and use for some of the edits and things like that. Because I've been scraping by the last couple of weeks. Um, and Cedric might not be coming back because, or yet because he got married over the break. Um, i I just, I saw it on Instagram. I think, uh, he, he did get married to whoever, um, uh, you know, his significant other is, I'm not sure. Uh, and now he appears to be in the United States. So, uh, I don't think he will be back all that soon, unless these pictures are, are, uh, you know, posted taken one day and posted uh, at a different time, but it looks like he's, he, he's somewhere other than, than Southampton judging from his Instagram, which is like how I has, how I like to take my vacations is by looking at other people's Instagrams. Um, cause I don't actually go anywhere, uh, which is fine. <laughs> um, I, I live where people vacation, so I'll take that. Um, and, and I will not complain. Um, right, Anybody else, any other transfer rumors? I don't like to do transfer rumors that much, but it's, it's obviously it fits with the, with today and, 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 and what's going on? And now that, that things are are happening, they've actually happened. We're not talking about just a uh, you know one guy with a newly created Twitter account deciding this is gonna this is gonna make a move, and then everybody goes nuts.
1: Yeah, um, but I, I mean the rumors I've said I think are just Austin, Classy, Gallagher. There's other players I'd like to be. Oh, oh Boothell, of course, he was linked. I read this morning from a French report that. Marseille are interested in him but they've got to sell three or four players to even get him which I always find a bit odd so I guess that won't happen Um, I said there's a lot of players in our team that we need to decide what's happening and then we've got to think about Forster McCarthy I think them two have been linked with I'm not sure who reported that but I think Forster and McCarthy are a bit like a map target in virtual situation one of them are allowed to go well, obviously, I need to—I'd look need to look into that a bit more. But I'm sure them to have been put up for transfer. And one's allowed to go, but I think McCarthy's more likely to go due to the fact forces on massive wages and his agents probably said to him, "Stay where you are, because you're on ATK or whatever it is."
0: Yeah, yeah. Why? Once again, why would you move and and put yourself in a, a position where you're going to have to work a little bit harder, be a little bit more uncomfortable, and not make as much money? Like that doesn't. There's not a lot of people out there who are late in their career, who are recovering from injury, who are going to go like, you know what? Uh, what what do I? what do I have to prove his, the prospects of him getting back into the England team are probably not there. Um, he's got really no motivation to go out and and work that hard and move, which is unfortunate. And, and, and once again, I'm not necessarily questioning his integrity or anything else. I'm just saying, uh, as a guy who, um, you know, has a family to support and, 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 or just wants to support himself and and whatever, like, you know, why would you, why would you risk that, um, taking a move somewhere else? So we'll, we'll, we'll see, um, if anything else happens over the course of the week, uh, you know, before Thursday night, uh, Friday morning, um, I will update it in the newsletter, which comes out each and every Friday morning, uh, about eight fifteen British Standard Time or British Summer Time, not Standard Time, British Summer Time. Um, so eight fifteen in the UK, it gets delivered. You can sign up on the website at SouthamptonDelivery.com. Um, but let's move on just a little bit. Um, I did want to make a, a, a one or say one thing about the uh, announcement video for Che Adams is. As the Saints FC media team have been great at, at uh, putting these things together. Uh, if you remember back to the JNAPO um, announcement video, we had, uh, you know, the, the, the Portsmouth ship uh, out in the sea, uh, seemingly sinking, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, and this time they have a uh, clock following the train around uh, in an airplane, which I thought uh, it was just, it's, it's brilliant.
1: Yeah. Um, I saw that. I didn't actually notice it until I watched it the second time around because I was So I was excited for the signing. So I watched the video back and realized that there was a cop flying in the air and Ralph was making sure he disappeared. But I thought that was just quite comical from the club, actually. I I think we've always been quite good with our media stuff. uh, And we always seem to make an impression whenever we do videos. So, yeah, no, I thought that was quite funny. I'm not sure how Liverpool fans reacted, but I'm hoping they would take it in a hilarious way as we have.
0: Yeah, it's... I don't know. I, I think that's one of those things where they are I mean, people are starting to watch those things just to see what, what we're going to poke fun at. And if you can't have a little bit of fun while you're announcing your new signing, then, you know, what, what are you really doing? So I don't think anybody's gonna be too upset about it. Um, and I think it's all just kind of it, it's it's good fun. It's clean fun. And uh, we all know that Liverpool want to pay attention to the people we're signing. And I think I think we're if we can get back to to doing that where we are beating people to the punch in terms of making signings that other people want or will want in a couple of seasons. I think that's really where I, if you look at the, the past 10 years, I would say that's when we were best is when people wanted our players, the last couple of seasons, nobody's really wanted our players and that's not, that's not what we want. So um, that, that I think that, that, that does that. But um, in addition to that, if we look back to this past weekend uh, and remember back to the saints kit launch video, Uh, Ralph said, all we need is, is our fans. And so they had the saints fest. Um, they had him on stage. They had the, the women's football coach on stage. Uh, they did some Q and a, they had a beach, they had all this stuff. It looked like a really good time. Uh, Tom Deacon also looked like he had a really good time. Um, several people pointing out that if you find somebody that looks at you, the way Tom Deacon looks at Ralph Hassenhuttle, then that is who you should be with. Um, also, uh, I don't know. We see we, we all seem to have a pretty good time uh, having having fun with Tom on social media. So, um, any 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 big takeaways from the Saints Fest, or do you think it's you think it's a good move for for Ralph and the club trying to get the fans on board uh, this early?
1: It looked like a great event actually. It was good to see the fans getting involved with it. Ralph coming to talk to the fans. It just keeps the club and the fans together, and that's what they've been talking about. With because what I said, we've always been a family club. So to see the the support that Ralph got. And obviously they spoke to the woman's manager as well. Uh, so she was there as well. And that was a good w- way for her to let us know what was happening with the women's side. And Ralph was quite open about transfers. That he There was one imminent signing, which was Adams, and he's still looking for another two, which makes another two or three. So that makes the fans excited. And they left there not only after a good day, thinking that we still got some more signings to look forward to. So I thought it was just a good event for fans to know what was happening, what Ralph's plans were for the season. So I think all round good. And I think they should do it again next season. Keep keep it going.
0: I think, I think it is important to, to get the fans on side. And I think, especially if you look at, at where the club was, um, in terms of how they were, I don't know, in terms, of, in terms of their relationship with the fans for the past couple of seasons has, has been questionable. And I think that's shown up in in the way St. Mary's sounds on, on a Saturday afternoon, um, the way the fans feel about the team. And it's not everybody. Some fans show up and are, are behind the team no matter what. Some fans think that you, you can't be or they, they choose to take it out kind of on the players out of frustration or whatever it is. Uh, and that kind of goes back to the point that I made earlier where I, I hope that Adams gets the support um, from 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 the home fans. And and you're right. uh, This is the club is a family club and it's part of what makes it so great is that you have a lot of younger fans in the stands. Uh, you have a lot of people who are of of all ages kind of that, that show up and and, and support the team. So you just hope that this brings them all together and encourages kind of the next generation of fans to show up and, uh, and, and really be a, a huge part of it. But, um, you know, it, I think that it is a a good idea. And I think, and I don't know how much of it comes from, from Ralph or how much of it comes from other people around the club, but um, you kind of look at the way he embraced the fans and what he forced the guys to do last season and coming from a a place other than England. I think sometimes uh, we, we look at it and go, well, this isn't quite the same. This isn't what we're used to. Um, Mark Hughes could hardly be asked to, to, to come out and, and really, uh, clap the fans and or do anything else it, other than the obligatory kind of center circle spin every once in a while after he, uh, you know, told his players, you know, well, we, we suck, uh, <laughs> in, in the center circle or whatever the heck he actually told them. Cause he was never very, it didn't seem to be very encouraging. Uh, or I, I guess actually the only reason he would watch in the middle is to, to yell at the refs, uh, which, which I do miss a little bit, but, um, you know, I think that this this move from him uh, from from the club, and, and I'm giving more credit to Ralph maybe than than, than maybe it's not all his fault, but I think it's I think it's well worth it, and I think he'll be. Uh, I don't know. I think we I think we will see the benefits of this if it, if we continue to do events like this. Uh, I just hope people show up, and luckily, I think the weather cooperated for you, which was nice.
1: Yeah, the weather was good, and I think it makes. And this is Ralph's first preseason for the club as well, which I think the players will be dreading. Obviously, because I think there's going to be a lot of work put in from Ralph. And when he first joined, he was, he didn't, ha- I mean, he's managed to get his points across, but this will be his first pre pre-season to make this squad his. And I think when we start at Turf Moor in August, this that will be Ralph's squad. Because everyone used to say, we still had a bit of Mark Hughes' squad. Then it was Ralph's. Well, whereas, obviously, normally the transfer window closes before the season. So we'll have our squad ready Burnley and it will be I think after this preseason it's going to be exciting I'm looking forward to seeing the games how Ralph's point gets put across how the new players adapt how some of the players that didn't do as well last season adapt maybe some of the players that come back get given a chance I mean it's hopefully it can go well for us this year
0: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um So let's move on and answer some, some questions. Uh, We have some from Instagram, Twitter, and of course, from Patreon Uh, patrons of the show pay a small monthly fee and they get some additional benefits, including uh, access to a private chat priority for having their questions answered on the show. And also uh, those who pay $5 a month or more have access to an additional podcast episode per month. Um, So special thanks to all the patrons who do that. If you're interested, you can sign up by going to patreon.com forward slash SFC delivery, or there are links on the show website at southamptonlivery.com. Um, But we will not start on Patreon. We will go back to that. Uh, let's start on Instagram. We touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, but Ethan underscore Ling 15 asks, who will we sign after Che in your opinion? Um, and I'll be honest. I, I think positionally, we discussed it. I think a center back would be great. Um, we were linked to uh, Sebastian Road uh, and I, I don't see that happening. That's, that doesn't fit the profile. He's not a center back even, uh, as a, is a midfielder. And, and I don't really see us, uh, going that route for him despite, um, dis- despite, I guess the, the feed didn't seem to be outrageous, but, uh, do you have anybody in mind that, that do you think saints are, 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 targeting right now? Or do you think we're, we're kind of just focused. It's probably going to be a center back and, and that'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Oh, so there's, it's bad really. There isn't any names really out there for a centre back. Um, that would be my next position for us to go for, but there's no names. I mean, we were linked with Gary Cale, but he doesn't. That was before Ralph came out and said, I'm looking for players under 24. So I think whoever the player is will be a youngster. But obviously, we, and we're not, we haven't got a lot of names to go on, so it's a bit of a. We can't really pick out a player we think. It's more of a position choice
0: rather than names at this point yeah I, I unfortunately i don't have inside information and and one thing that I, I dislike is people pretending to have that inside information so i'm not going to do that uh, at this point but uh, ethan uh, thanks and if we if we come up with something that's a little bit more concrete of course we will we will update uh, either on the show next week or in the newsletter that'll come out on friday um uh, so let's move on to Twitter. Uh, Christian Candler, who is at Candler Nero, who writes for the newsletter and, uh, you know, is 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 a good friend of the show. Uh, he says, with Target being sold, do you think Volkans will move or break into the first team? Um, and, well, I, I don't know. I'm interested to get your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, well, that was I was actually going to add to that point when you asked about what was going to happen after Bertrand. And I think he was one of the reasons that Target left because there, there's been, I, I can't remember if it was Sam Wallace who'd done the article or someone else or... Adam Leach, but someone had put that Vokins was going to be tested this preseason. hence the decision was made that Bertrand and Target have to go, or sorry, one of them had to go. So I think he'll be tested this preseason. That's why I think Bertrand was the one more likely to stay, because of his experience, he can use his experience to help Vokins. And then I think with Bertrand and Vokins, we might be looking good in left-back, so they might not worry about uh buying anyone for left back because of
0: that. Yeah, I think I think Volkins, uh, can do a job there uh, as a as a backup and I think he'll be he'll be there and, and and if you look kind of at the profile of what Ralph was looking for, uh as a young player, uh he's done a, a great job playing for the under 23s. Um and I think it was Blackmore maybe who who wrote that uh, Ralph may blood him in during preseason and I think I think that 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 kind of lines up with with how the club is set up to to run, and so I think that'll be that'll be fine. I would be worried though, as I said earlier, with, with target if if suddenly we you know Bertrand gets injured, which he tends to do, uh, and you suddenly have uh, Vokans and Valerie starting, uh, you, you could have a, a potential backline of Valerie, uh, you know, Bednarak, Vestigard, and Vokins, um, and that 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 could pose a, a bit of an issue. Um, for us, but we'll we'll kind of have to see. And I think you know it's not all going to be fixed this transfer window. There are going to be um, changes that happen over the course of, of of a couple of seasons that I think that, that'll really see us get back on track. But I think we're we're making a, a good start here, and I think Volkan's I think Volkins will definitely um, play a role. I guess this 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 season, uh, we'll have to see how he does uh, over over the, uh, the start of preseason and, and see if he gets some time maybe in some of these early preseason matches, which are, are coming up quite soon.
1: Yeah. Which I'm looking forward to. because I've missed football. So any type of football that I can watch with some and in it, it's good for us.
0: Um, we do have another question from Twitter. It's comes from Dan, who's at Holy Hoiberg. And he says, which managerial press conference was more iconic? Kuman and his chips and mayonnaise or Nigel and his man and the glass recital. Um, which of those, which of those sticks out to you uh, the most?
1: Um, I must say, as much as I like the the Koeman one, Adkins one was amazing. It was just the the fact that he was under pressure, there was still, I think at that time he was linked so there were stories that he was going to be sacked and he was asked about what pressure was like, and he and he done a poem I think it was called Man in the Glass and he just presented it so it was just amazing to I think the col- the person who asked him the question about his future didn't know what had hit him. And he literally come out with this poem. He ended it. And basically, I think that... As much as I said, the Koeman thing was hilarious because of the way he said it. But just the way Nigel... was That that made Nigel... That's why he is a legend. Because it, no matter how much pressure he's under, because most managers get off... Do you know what I mean? They get funny or... But he just took Took the joke out of it, made a poem, and I think that's hundred percent my answer without a shadow of a doubt. All right, a, a All right. One.
0: I don't. I. I have nothing to add to to, to that. There. Uh, I will say that uh, Adkins was Glenda lacour who was on the show last week. They, he was uh, the assistant manager for his uh, team of of the not of the season, but of over the 10 years that he's been writing the, the blog uh, he chose Adkins as his assistant manager to, uh, to Pochettino who was going to be the, uh, uh, the actual manager. So uh, a, a big, uh, I don't know. I think, I think Adkins. a lot of people uh, still like him, still appreciate him, still look forward to, to or st- still like what he did with the football club when he was here. Uh, so, so I think that's, that's fine. But uh, we do have a question for patron and we talked about, uh talked about it a little bit earlier, but, Uh, it says, how do you guys feel about target leaving? I quite like him and I feel he was always improving. However, I realize that I am in the minority here. Uh, and how excited are we about the new striker coming in? So I think we've established our, our, our excitement for, uh, for Che Adams coming in. We have talked a little bit about target leaving, but just kind of final, final thoughts and feelings on him. Uh, for me, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in and go first here. Um. I think it's a good move for him. I think it's it's the right move for him. Um, there's a little bit of sentimentality for me because he is a, a an academy product. Um, you look at uh, you know I still think fondly back to to him and and James Ward going. I think uh, with the under 21s with England and and playing well and and, and winning things. And I think that uh, I I will I always hoped that they were kind of kind of kind of going to do it together. Um, I really enjoyed watching. Um, target play when he was at Fulham because he was getting game time and and I was able to, to watch a lot of those matches here and and so for for him to be able to go and play elsewhere, I think I'm going to look at him and, and think, you know, I'm happy to see him play uh, whereas some of the other guys that have left the club in recent seasons, I don't always feel that way about them but, um, you know, I'm going to enjoy watching him um, in the same way, I enjoy watching, you know, guys like Sadio Omani play or, or the highlights of Dusan Tadic. Like, I, I like those guys. I, I enjoy them and them getting to play football. So, um, I understand that he was, uh, young and then still kind of, kind of, could maybe improve, but I don't think maybe he had all of the, uh, the attributes that, that Ralph was looking for at a fullback. So, um, best of luck to him. And, and, and I, I think, uh, Uh, You know, I I think he'll be. I think he'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. I think it's a good move for everybody.
1: Yeah, I follow them sentiments on what how you just ended that, but yeah, no, I think Matt just wanted to change, have a change. It's it's a hard one because he's been a Southampton boy. He's obviously grown up as a fan, and and yeah, no, I think the move for him is good. It's I said Aston Villa is a good club. They'll, they'll give him plenty of chances, which he didn't get enough at some moments. and I don't think he was obviously offered that guarantee. Um, but yeah, no, I've said it before. I said, I think he'll be fine. We'll be fine. And yeah, he's not gone to Liverpool. So bonus.
0: There we go. <laughs> uh, that, that'll be the next move. Um,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, I don't know. Do, do, do we cover everything? Do we miss? I, I'm sure we missed something, but I don't know what we it missed. is.
1: Well, oh, I was going to say, did you want to mention a certain
0: match that's coming up, or oh, are you trying to forget that? That <laughs> I'm no, I don't want to forget that. I think it's going to be great. Um, so, so tomorrow, or today, by the time this comes out, um, it'll be USA versus England in the semifinals of the of the World Cup, and I am excited. I'm a little bit nervous. Um, I don't know how how are you feeling about it.
1: Um. Well, I think it'd be an easy win. <laughs> 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 no, but no. In all seriousness, no, it's going to be a tough game. Obviously, I was—I've I was, not always been a fan of the. I've got into it more over the years, but I think it's going to be—it's going to be a tough game. The US are quite I'm looking well, because I have had to read up a bit about it so I could be fully focused on it. But I think it's going to be a tough game. Obviously, i hope hoping to make it through because. If they don't make it through then as Phil Neville said in his press conference, he thinks it'll be a failure. But yeah, it's gonna be a tough game, but I'll hopefully England win. Obviously I know you'll go for the US, so obviously we won't agree on that one, but yeah.
0: But <laughs> I well, I think that uh you know, the only we I've never seen the US women's team play. Uh I've seen the England women's team play and I've seen the US men's team play. Um but uh I mean yeah the the women's team hold for england hold a special place for me just because that's the first game i ever saw at saint mary's um and and it's the national team and it it was a great chance to take my daughter and and my son and my wife uh but especially the kind of focus was on my daughter that day to, to be able to go watch um women play and just you know tell them you know these are professionals they're playing for their country this is you know and and try to just show her that that those those opportunities are out there if she chooses um um so I think that's important. Uh, and I think that uh, at least in, in our, our women's team carries, they're the most successful team in, in, in professional football for, or international football for the United States. Obviously, the, the men aren't as good. They, they don't carry the same kind of uh, standing uh, that, that the women do and, and they don't command as much respect. Um, the women players are, are more outspoken. Uh, you think of people like Hope Solo who are no longer on the team uh, you think of some of the things that, that Megan Rapinoe, who is going to be uh, a, a key player for us going forward uh, tomorrow and has been great this tournament, um, you think of some of the things she's done. And, and for those people who don't know, um, when Colin Kaepernick, uh, an NFL football, an American football player, uh, was kneeling for the national anthem, she was the only player to to kneel for the national anthem. and. And US the US Soccer Federation changed rules and said, Dave, you can't do that. And so now she no longer sings it. And it's not that she's not patriotic, it's not that she doesn't love the country. Um, but it's that uh, you know, she thinks that there are some injustices that need to be solved and and I can respect almost anybody standing up for what they believe in to to that extent. And so for her to do that and for still to still come out and play the way she's played, I think it's been great. Um just on the game itself, I think it's gonna be tough. Um the U S are good, but the expectation is that they're going to win. And so if they don't win, then it is a failure. And, and so, uh, you know, the women have a a lot of pressure to play with. And, and the, the team selection has been, has been different, uh, than, than people would have liked that we're playing essentially a midfielder at left back. And, uh, that, that will leave some space for you, uh, down the right-hand side. So we'll have to see kind of how that goes. So, um, I don't know tomorrow I will, I will be, uh, you know us jersey on uh i think i have uh if you have you ever seen napoleon dynamite yeah i have yeah so uh you know rex kwando mm-hmm. I, I have those pants um <laughs> i will probably be wearing them tomorrow um and hopefully the u.s will roundhouse kick england out of this and it'll be a good fourth of july and uh after that so yeah, uh, hopefully.
1: i disagree on that one <laughs> uh,
0: that's it's fine it's fine we can we can agree to disagree um i have i have tweets lined up for uh for a couple people if, if it all goes well, but um, anyway uh, we've done the questions we've done that. Um, I I will say good luck to you tomorrow, uh, but I don't mean it or today, but I don't mean it. Um, And the only other thing is we should just mention that uh, you pointed out to me. uh, There's been some backroom changes. I think the most significant would be that Dave Watson has now gone from goalkeeping coach to coach. um, And Andrew Sparks has come in as the new goalkeeping coach. Um, and I think I think you're happy with that overall, correct?
1: Yeah, I think I mean Dave Watson's been given a lot of criticism with the job, and uh, there was reports that he was actually going to leave. So I'm guessing Ralph decided because when you see him during the games, you see Dave Watson with the with the clipboard talking to players. I think they're thinking with this new appointment of Andrew. Sp- I don't really know Andrew Sparks, but obviously I know he's come from Orlando Pirates and. I don't really know a massive thing about him, but I think his appointment lets Dave focus more on the coaching side. And I think Ralph likes having him alongside him. So they've kept him on, kept him on board and I think it keeps the staff quite happy.
0: Yeah, I think it'll, I think it'll be good and it'll give it a little bit of a fresh look to the, to the goalkeepers as well. And I think that'll be, it'll be nice. And hopefully we just kind of continue the upward trajectory. And if Ralph, um, I think we're all in kind of in this boat where if Ralph says, do it, then we're going to do it. And and I think we're going to be happy with it. So, um, for the most part, I think we're, we're all, we're all good with that. But Jay, um, as always, it's been wonderful to talk with you and, and I'm looking forward to another season of working, working with you. Um, people can find you on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Southampton page. Um, and one of the things you guys are doing on Twitter, and, and we've talked about the structure of, of how the, the, the page is set up before, uh, you do all the Instagram stuff. Um, you have a, a a couple of guys who help out uh on on twitter and they are running a, a poll of i think the last last 10 years right they and so they are they are trying to figure out the team of the of the decade i guess
1: yeah that's yeah that is currently being run by Aiden I think Adkins won the manager Kelvin won the goalkeeper and there's currently a, as I, as we speak i think there's a poll going on for right back so be interesting to see. There's some good right backs for now. I think it's Fraser Richardson, Nathaniel Klein.
0: I think he threw Valerie in Cedric as well.
1: And Valerie. Who's winning?
0: Uh I want to say it was Klein was winning yesterday, but uh we'll we'll have to we'll have to wait and see because that'll be done by the time the this, this comes out. But uh, people should get, yeah. make sure and get in there and vote on the rest of the positions uh so they can kind of keep up and, and we'll see who 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 winds up to being in the in the team of the of the decade. So um people can check that out and uh, check out all the other transfer news and everything else that's going on there. And um, we'll be back on Friday with the newsletter and we'll be back next week with another episode. But, uh, Jay, thanks so much and uh, take care. Yeah,
1: thank you for having me and looking forward to speaking to you again soon.
0: And that does it for this episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Special thanks this week goes out to Jay. Thank you for joining me for episode 129. Thank you for, on a personal level, your friendship, uh, for supporting me and supporting the show and the way that you've done. Uh, You have uh, helped in ways that I cannot explain. And on a a general level, I think I can speak for some of the followers of your page in saying that um, thank you for all the hard work you do and keeping us up to date uh, with everything that's going on at the football club. Um, You do a fantastic job. To the guys at Twitter, or on Twitter who uh, run the page thank you so much for your work there um, you guys are doing a great job get over there participate in the team of the decade they are running that poll now also to the guys on Twitter um, sorry about what I put in the group chat it was the wrong one um, don't open it at work if you're on social media and you'd like to follow this show you can do that we are at SFC D-E-L-L underscore I-V-E-R-Y on Twitter and Instagram at facebook.com forward slash sfc delivery, as well. The easiest way to get those is just to go to southamptondelivery.com delivery.com, which is the show's website. Use the links that are there. And while you're there, you can sign up for the newsletter or subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, ACAS, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, or wherever else you listen to your podcast. Uh, there are links there to make it nice and easy. Matt Beeling of the We Are Southampton page does the logo for the show. Matt is really good at his job. Um, which is graphic design. So thank you, Matt, for everything you've done to help me out. I do appreciate it. All music for the show comes courtesy of the Free Music Archive at freemusicarchive.org. The intro song is Epic Song by Boxcat Games. And the intro credits that you're listening to right now is Aim is True by Pottington Bear. I am fortunate to be able to do this show each and every week. Um, There are times when I don't want to, uh, and there are times that you all help me to get over that. Uh, and to do it. And once I sit down to do it, it is some of the most fun that I have each and every week. So uh, thank you for all of that. Just by listening, um, you uh, are, are a huge source of support, even when things aren't going well. Shout out to everybody at Patreon uh, for supporting the show. You make the show possible by supporting the show each and every week. Uh, I do appreciate that. And uh, with that said, we will be back with another edition of the newsletter on Friday. We're back next Tuesday with an episode of the podcast. Until then, remember that together, we march on.
1: i' gonna I'm gonna put something in the in the show notes for you to look at
0: uh go down to the bottom of the questions um <laughs> I'm cutting this part out of the show. There's no reason i'm leaving this in, but did you see this
1: uh, let's cut refresh they refresh on me <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, let <laughs> see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh dear. so bad. yeah oh, Well, there's. <laughs> <laughs> well, safe to say, there's your newsletter sorted. I have to, yeah, have to,
0: <laughs> to give the guy credit. That's hilarious. Oh, man.
1: Oh, man. Oh, dear me. Well, oh, that's brilliant, I must say. <sighs> dear me. Ah uh.